Hello, everybody, and welcome to Strength Hammer, episode 48. Yes, I think it's 48. Yeah. Getting uh, close. Getting close, getting close. We didn't steal anyone's intro today because the closest I could think of was stealing Rob from the Honest Wargamer, where he just says, Hello, this is the Honest Wargamer, but it doesn't work. <laughs> it's not a bit. <laughs> like, it's it's his thing, but it's not a bit. <laughs> no. So instead, we'll, we'll, we'll come in today, Neil, with the uh, grip and rip. How was that? Sounds good. That's good. Tastes good too. Neil, how you doing today on this uh, lovely, lovely podcast recording Thursday evening? I'm doing great. In fact, I got a little workout in tonight, Chuck. What? I don't want to jump ahead to uh... our, to our uh, but I got a little workout in. Did some body weight stuff. Did some push ups. That's so nice. I'm gonna try and do. Uh, uh, I am 41, so I'm gonna try and start doing 41 push-ups every day. Um, so actually, uh, there's been a, a thing on Instagram. It's been going on for February. I think I might have mentioned it before, but 40 push-ups every day, and a lot of people jumped onto it. So uh, nice. yeah, yeah. you're 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 just on brand. That's all you're doing. I really am. Yeah. Or I'm just that old. So you're just 41. You're just five years older than me. Well, I'm about two weeks away from increasing that number of push-ups by one. So. <laughs> I am, shoot, March is soon. I'm, I'm mid-March. You're, are you the 12th? I'm the 5th. 5th, oh, damn it, sorry. That's why that uh, little Warhammer event I'm going to be going to is uh, is so intriguing. The little, uh, uh, let's, 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 you know, let's just start there. Let's just start there. What is this event on March 4th that you're going to and I might be going to? Well, the gentleman, um, Ben, who is running the um, uh, the Adepticon Warhammer Fantasy Battles, is running a primer at our local game shop. So um, just to kind of see how his pack goes and how everything works together, he's uh, 2,500 uh, 2, points. And what I, I kind of looked at the pack uh, top to bottom the other day, and what I find super intriguing about it, and mm -hmm. I really love it, is that he has objective play in Warhammer Fantasy Battles. And, yeah, uh, which I, I'm not opposed to trying that. I, I I saw that bit briefly, and I read the other like things he suggests. Like, hey, let's not do this. Let's make Banner of the World Dragon reasonable, which as a high elf player like you, Neil, I find that offensive. Uh, <laughs> I'd rather get my two. It's hundred percent reasonable already. I don't it, understand. Absolutely, what the yeah, exactly. But uh, I, I, I am a little concerned because I thought about like, oh, I'll get the dwarves out. I've been uh, kind of gaming with them, but like with the objective play, can the dwarves even have a shot at that? From what you've seen, because I didn't read the pack that fully yet. I just glanced past it. Yeah, because it's so he so basically with the objectives, there's three across the middle, evenly spaced, and so you score an objective. Essentially, if you have a unit with more wounds or you have more wounds around that objective than the opponent, however, core has obsec. Okay. So All if right. you have a, you know a thousand wounds on it, and I bring up some spearmen, I control the objective. So, um, hmm. yeah, which I find very is interesting. He, is he doing like well, a battle for the pass at all, where it's like the the short edge deployment? I don't think so. I think they're okay. all the long deployment. Okay, well that makes that makes sense. Yeah, because if it's long and you're a dwarf, like, because the thing is too, as a dwarf player, like I don't want to. You come to me, like that. It's it's mm -hmm. interesting. Like I said, it's it's yeah. I'm not. You might shake up your 
list a little bit though you know maybe uh, no. actually play the game with hammer instead of this the uh shoot no hammer. that's shoot hammers what dwarves do that's that's the game they play i'm sorry you can... oh there's there's many ways you just got to branch out you got to expand your mind no you know no, break no. out of the matrix there a little bit chuck yeah no I, we have moving dwarves in age of sigmar and it doesn't work neil it doesn't you're right it doesn't work <laughs> reject it works for some reject it works for some people and i'm not really sure how, how reject but, uh, movement embrace the shooty castling mm -hmm. anyway uh we'll, we'll talk a little more about that maybe uh, let's start with the fitness because that's where you began neil fitness what mm -hmm. fitness are you doing like what where have you been this past week uh we're doing push-ups i got the dumbbells back out doing some different dumbbell work um some air just the body weight squats things like that just trying to get myself slowly back into this stuff Okay, did you uh, talk to Alex Fithammer at all about uh, the new nutrition stuff? I have not, not yet. Alex, I'm calling you out. Call Neil. <laughs> as soon as you listen to this, stop what you're doing. Uh, even if you're if you're pooping, you pick up that phone and you dial and say, "Hey Neil, I'm pooping, but we're getting through this." Got to got to got to get him healthy. All right. Uh, my fitness has been a little lackluster from what you might expect after last week because last Friday day after recording went to the gym with alex we were doing our workout we're doing a nice little uh three day a week high volume bodybuilding program and we were on the last set or next to the last set of the first set of squats and uh I, I had this injury once before but like i came up and i felt that little like pop in like my very lower back like, the, like you feel something move and then uh, your muscles start cramping and seizing and you gotta you know, it's not pleasant. Mm -hmm. Have you ever had that? Sounds like a slip disc to me. It's, I mean, if it slipped, it went back into place. But I've had this yeah. before. Which um, they can do, by the way. Yeah, yeah. So, like I said, it's... And they I, have a little minor herniation. Yeah, which, I mean, if you're squatting and deadlifting heavyweight years and years, you're going to probably get minor herniations. Like I said, that's I mm -hmm. form was good. I, maybe my form's stopped for a second maybe i was fatigued because we were doing lots of different workouts from this program or maybe it just happened because like i had this happen once before on uh romanian deadlifts at a, and this was both both of these were very lightweight that's the other thing like was not even i was it might have been like 185 for squats and i squat all the time so it's just one of those things it's part of the pro process it's gonna happen you're gonna get hurt so I immediately I'm doing uh clean and jerks very low weight just just for reps and that's how i hurt my shoulder it wasn't for heavy weight yeah. at all it was uh just me losing my form on really lightweight actually which was the problem <laughs> yeah like i said it's it, it could have been a number of things but like you know i felt good going into it and like you know thankfully i guess thankfully i i had this injury before and then like i was you know it was a longer process it took me like two three weeks to kind of get back into the gym whereas this like it's been a week as of tomorrow and like I decided to just take a week off from the gym. So I've been doing light stuff, you know, walking a lot, constant stretching. The first couple of days were always, you know, rough because like, you know, you know, you fall asleep and like you're trying to relax, can't get comfortable. And then you wake up and then it seizes back, you know, like it tightens back up. So like, like honestly, today I woke up, I'm like mostly pain free. Like I, I can feel like I did something, but it doesn't feel like it's anything major. So we're good to go and I'll be back at it Monday for the program. But good, uh, good, good. yeah, no, it's and like I said, I, I, I'm. Listen, because I had it before, like I said, I knew exactly what to do and exactly what happened. Um, you know, the, the rest of that workout, I just followed Alex around, cheered him on. And I was constantly stretching and walking and moving. And like I said, probably a little bit too, because now that I'm stronger, since that was three years ago when I had it, 
like you know my body just recovered better or just handles it better I, who knows but nothing wrong with being strong <laughs> and this is just part of the process but it's all good is it wrong to be strong <laughs> hey you know what i would rather be strong than weak in any situation unless it's be so weak that you can't lift your own body weight but we give you 60 million dollars in which case i take the 60 million dollars <laughs> and start getting strong because just mm -hmm. go to the gym everybody just go to the gym it's better for you absolutely anyway uh, that was a long talk about how I didn't go to the gym this week and I just did stuff around my house. Um, oh, we should talk a uh, 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 hobby after this. Mm -hmm. That's right. That's right. Neil, what's your hobby been? And we can discuss maybe uh, uh, this event a little bit in more detail if you have anything else to talk about. Um, I've actually been doing a lot of hobby lately. Uh, my 3D printer is, is back up and running and it's uh, literally almost been on fire. I've been using it sure so much. Has. Um, Not for you, though. Not for me, not for me. Um, I've had some, so a lot of generosity from a lot of folks, including the one I'm talking to right now. And uh, so, I, you know, it's the way I can give back a little bit. And so uh, I'm going to do so. So, um, but I've been doing that. And then I recently, so after the event, I think I was talking about maybe last podcast about how I've been playing around with lists and everything. And, mm -hmm. you know, corn is probably my, my first AOS love. And uh, it's how I so know you're making a list there. And, I got the old army out. Now the, this army is fully painted. So maybe, maybe one model. What? Which um, model? It, it's the Lord of Corn on Juggernaut, whom I don't ver use very often. That's... And he's got paint on him, but he is not finished. That's understandable, um, but you could finish him. That's one of the guys. Yeah, 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 he, yeah. he could be finished, no problem. But um, I just need to have a reason to do so. But uh, <laughs> because I painted this army, what was it? When, when did AOS come out? 2015, 16, something like that? uh i'd say yeah 15 16 somewhere around there yeah you know that's when um 15 i was still kind of going back to the old fantasy days where you would uh you would brown rim the models really i never remember uh, that I, no i was always I'm gold trim old school old school went went brown trim like it went goblin green and then it went to to brown and so i had uh my all my rims were brown on this on this corn army this okay what and, um i hate it ah so you want to read okay okay and especially since i've been doing black on everything ever since and so i went back and uh everything in the army list oh that um I, you said, doing, you said, i've uh, you blacked said, all the rims on. you said rims not trim i thought you said brown like trim not rims i'm um, sorry so, yeah, the rims yeah the okay. rims no no the, i uh, I get that completely um because yeah. my old fantasy square is all brown so i carried yeah. that into sigmar for the most part and mm -hmm. I think, I, I don't know, if maybe I didn't mention it because there was a couple times where we skipped a week. Um, I spent an entire week and I rebased, or not rebased, I re-rimmed every single one of my armies that was for Sigmar and 40k to make sure it was black. Yeah. My fantasy, I'm I okay just... with being brown, but yeah, like, it, it, especially because like there's all these like universal spells and now the incarnates, it's like, I don't want to, mm -hmm. I don't want to have to paint the rims just depending on my army's mood. So yeah, mm -hmm. black to me is how i'm going forward except for on fantasy yeah, it pops it them all you know i used to think like oh well if it's brown it's going to look like it just goes the dirt going into the ground on the whatever you know it wasn't even playing on mats back then back then it was yeah. like a flock table you know so um which if, <laughs> if you have, have on, on like my fancy armies if you have green flock it does kind of give you that idea but, but i don't use yeah, but like it's yeah i'm with you i'm with you just go just go black mm -hmm. 
yeah so that's what i did did that real quick um 3d printing like crazy yep. um so actually yeah a lot of hobby recently yeah and then uh preparing for going to uh ben's events for the, that little primer day mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like, so that, 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 that uh that's a very recent kind of oh yeah that's that's happening again i had to think about it a couple of days ago and then uh, we went and i saw his his pack which completely changed which... my 200 my 2400 point list for <laughs> um uh for adeptimal but honestly i i really really intrigued by this this pack yeah and it's and... It, it's up on there's a maybe if i feel like it i'll put a link to the to the to the pack on the <laughs> on the uh on the what's it called description that's the word on youtube here um because it is he just it's just the adepticon pack but like he's i mean it's open to changes i think for it because the way the event's structured but like he definitely like the one thing i did see and like when he was talking to us in the group chat he's definitely encouraging bring bring more boys and less toys i think Mm -hmm. so i'm like okay i I, I get that you don't want to plus it's also like a sort of like like there's the air of hey, don't be a dick. Yeah. Like sure, you could bring Tyrion and Teclas at this point level and wreck face, but do you need to? Yeah, and there's something to be said about like, you know, play play right out of the box, right out of the book, and no comp and this and that. But I mean, we're talking about you know eighth edition fantasy that's been around forever. And if you're gonna run a major event, like, do we need to see all the same lists we saw twelve years ago? Probably not. Right. Yeah, and so, is this is you know, this even those modifications? Is this even comp? Like, I mean, well, the uh, the the adjustments to like Banner of the World Dragon, technically, that's comp in a way. But like the right. the encouraging through uh, exploration of a pack and the levers mm-hmm. you can pull within it, I don't consider comp. Yeah. But like, yeah. So like, it's I I wouldn't consider what he's doing like it's like ninety percent not comp, maybe ten percent comp. <laughs> like it's not and it's not like the Swedish comp or anything, but it's. It's you know him trying to create a fun atmosphere for events. So I, yeah, it, it looks yeah. fun. I'm hoping to go. Uh, mentally, yeah. I'm not ready that it's like two weeks away. Right. I mean, like to me, it still seems like it's far off, but it's it's not. Yeah, it's not. <laughs> and like to be fair, I can't think past this weekend, which I'll get into in my hobby here in a little bit. But mm-hmm. I'm I'm excited. Like I said, I'm I'm thinking about trying to dwarves. I took a. I guess or, or, is that all your hobby? Do you have anything else actually? I don't know. That's that's it okay. for me. We'll just go right into mine then, because uh, I got a game in with with the dwarf army. Um, which I didn't really fully read in my book. The thing with the dwarves I never keep in mind is I know like the dwarf stats and generally what they do, but like unit by unit when they have specific things or what the runes do. So I deployed like an idiot. <laughs> I was like had too much redundancy over here when I could spread it out across the army with like rerolling your leadership saves. Like it just just dumb mistakes. I didn't really read the book beforehand, so I corrected that after that game was after I lost that game um so i can do another game next week and hopefully be more prepared and and kind of restructure the whole concept now it's only a 2400 point list because i don't really have in this army I, I do have a few name characters but i usually don't run it for my dwarves so if i i figured if i do this and then i just get an extra 100 points to play with i'll just bulk up some of the uh other troops if i like the list the way it is mm-hmm. uh because I, I it's weird i've been on a dwarf kick out of nowhere, like I get, I get yeah. it on occasion, yeah, because I got my Fire Slayers army on the desk. I've been looking at the the old dwarves. I, I don't know why. It's like I, I get the mood sometimes. Like I'm a, I'm an elf player through and through. But every once in a while, like man, I like me some dwarves. I like, I mean, the dwarfing, give me the dwarves. They're fun to paint up. They're different. 
but we'll see. And then uh, I, th I mentioned it earlier today in the chat. I realized that my scheme for my Fire Slayers is almost the same scheme as my Caradron Overlords. It, the primary color is exactly the same. Just the uh, secondary color is going to be different. And because of that, and you, you put in a good part, point, like just make it a unified force in a weird way. So I'm going to base it the same. Mm -hmm. I got to rewrite some lore. Because like in the lore, there is the reunification of the dwarves concept that's around. So I'm just going to lean into that. Mm -hmm. uh, especially with that new uh, Regiments of Renown coming out with that new uh, Rune Lord and uh, some, some Depossessed he's with. Mm -hmm. I'm hoping those points are enough that I can... Because both my, my, my Fire Slayers list and my Caradron, I both have... I've got Wreck in the list because it's a dwarf. you got to have the dwarf if you're running a dwarf army in my mind. <laughs> I'm hoping those points are high enough that I just need to maybe add another hero or like one more unit to each that can bring those in and... If I don't want to run Gotrek, I can run a non-Gotrek version of both those lists with those regiments for known in. So hopefully, we'll see what the points are like when it comes out. Hopefully, it's uh makes my life a little easier, and I can have a really unified dwarf army. You can always drop those uh, fire slayers out of a Caradron boat, you know. <sighs> can I? Still can be done. Can I? Can I do that? I thought you couldn't do that. Man. I thought, uh, yeah, still the same old book, right? I mean, you can you can do that in that certain well it, it doesn't current. matter because we got a new book announced anyway we just got to wait and see uh, yeah i guess so yeah i guess we'll right. that new, a couple, that new couple weeks here or something like that yep yep that'll be that'll be exciting i'm, I'm pick that up like i said and hopefully get me energized to finish the fire slayers army because it, it mm -hmm. I, now i'm not rushing because i don't need to because i have other hobby going on uh some of my hobby today was very nice easy i got my arcs of omen angron book came in today so i've been reading that so neil is a corn lover mm -hmm. uh oh boy i know it's 40k yeah. and like you don't do you do your town that's that's it but oh boy yeah i don't really i mean i technically have a corn demons army that's true so, but like just just the the corn battle like it's this this I should preface it by saying I read the Abaddon books. I'm buying all these because I like narrative. The Abaddon mm -hmm. book felt disjointed, didn't feel structured. It was kind of it was setting up a lot of stuff. So I was hoping it was like a lot of setup because I was like hey, it's not really the best. There wasn't a whole ton of pages of lore. It was like hey, okay, that's fine. It's is what it is. Mm -hmm. And this came out, and this is a well structured story. It's it feels like it's twice as big as the Abaddon one as far as lore pages go. It's it's all it's corn love it's glory it's you get both sides but like obviously corn just wrecking face with with angron and, and the world eaters and i'm like halfway through that, it an, it's so good an incredible model i mean the model is oh i'm, I'm expecting amazing. to see him as a bloodthirster in age of sigmar maybe like some minor conversions to make it less 40k mm -hmm. yeah but this angron book it this this is fun, phenomenal or i'm loving this read and like i thought i'd read through it like real quick like the abdon one i'm like halfway through it so tomorrow morning with coffee there you go and i get some more corn going but my other hobby <clears throat> why i'm not worrying about these fire slayers right now is i have more terrain than anyone else in the world <laughs> no that's a lie uh maybe it's a lie i don't know um i have a ton of terrain that i'm working on for warhammer fest and also some for adepticon which is some kill team and then some age sigmar stuff and it's a lot, and I've been pushing through it. I got it all built. 
not today, but the two days before, it's been really nice weather out here in Pennsylvania. As long as, uh, uh, with the exception of a chemical cloud that was burned off because both of our governors are stupid. <laughs> Can't handle train derailments. Oh my god. I used to actually run uh, cross-country meets there. It's, it's, it's legitimately between us two. Right. So which, yeah. now I, I guess the, the benefit is the way the weather goes, it's missing both of us. The way our water supplies go, it doesn't affect either of our water. But still, it's like fucking, oh, sorry. We could, I could rant on that one. because. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> uh, mm -hmm. So I got it all primed, um, which was, I'd, I'm glad I did, because I was, I was thinking, it's like, I oh, will just prime it there Saturday and get to work on it, because this Saturday, a bunch of friends and club mates from the Barnouts are going to help me, and then Dave from Ohio is going to drive down as well, he's been let off the leash, because this is the first time I've had so much where I'm like, calling a, calling like, hey guys, I need some help. <laughs> calling in the reinforcements, yeah. Yeah, like, could, could I do this myself? Yes, but it would probably take every day putting in work and I get fed up and there's even more coming that I have to do before Adepticon. So it's yeah. like I would, and, and everyone's offered to help too. So I'm like, why shouldn't I take them up on the offer? We have the plan. It's here. It's easy. We'll get it. Well, honestly, I think we might get this all done in a day or most yeah. of it. And then I'll probably finish it Sunday. Yeah. But if I get it all done well, Saturday, there's an RTT in Pittsburgh for Sigmar. I might go to <laughs> nice little three game. <laughs> Maybe we'll see. We'll see. It's a lot, but you know, a wise man told me, you know, rather than get burnt out, you should just ask for help more. So, yeah, it's it's interesting because sometimes for me, like when I'm looking at these big projects, because I have most of these big projects I've always done myself, and sometimes I look at it and it's just the 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 idea of moving it and explaining it, that it would take so much longer as opposed to me just getting in a groove and going. But that's if it's something like like the trees. It's it's doing a couple two hundred fifty of the same thing. Like yeah, I can get into a yeah. groove and go. Uh, before that was the Nova L L ruins, not ru not L's, but the Azerite ruins. Same thing. I could just go. This mm -hmm. it's like it's five different things of terrain. And like I said it took me all day, all two days to prime it. So I'm glad I called in to help because now it's like okay. We can tackle this all separately. So someone can do the washing here on the, on this color. Someone can dry brush on this, and someone can, you know, it's divide and conquer is better for this because like each piece is so individually separate. Mm -hmm. There's very there's a little bit of overlap, but yeah, it's 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 a it's a lot. But like I said, it's gonna be good. I'm glad it's gonna get done. I have high hopes we'll get it done this Saturday, um, and then when I get the other kill team stuff I need to build for build and paint for Adepticon. Thankfully, that's the easiest because I could just do it on Sparoo. <laughs> but we'll see. We'll see. But yeah, that's going to be my life for the next couple days, at least. Angron and Terrain. Nice. So tonight, our main topic, Neil. Because we, you know, I, I, we didn't have a set plan for tonight originally. Because he reached out and said, "Hey, what are we talking about tonight?" I said, "I have a few ideas, but nothing concrete." What do you think? And you said, "Like, oh, I'm thinking about old world, but it's not really set." And I, one of mine was old world. So tonight we're going to talk about old world. Mm -hmm. Got some questions, a listener question. Well, maybe not listener questions, just social media questions I put out on Instagram and Twitter. So got a few things there, and then uh, you came up with a great topic to start and kick us off. 
Do you want to go mm -hmm. and lay out what we're going to be doing? Well, what I thought we might do is kind of step through the Warhammer 8th edition book and kind of, you know, the different themes, you know, like uh, break it down into movement, psychology, um, you know, this and that, and kind of take a look at it and say, you know, what, what are the things we think we want to keep? Um, what are the things we would change? And what are the things uh, we would yeet into the sun? So yes, no, that's I, I like it. It's a great idea, and actually, it matches kind of one of the listener questions. Before we go, though, Neil, um, I have to say, just to preface this, I've only ever played Eighth Edition Fantasy. I didn't play anything prior. Did you play anything yeah. before this? Last I've edition? played Fourth uh, Edition, Sixth Edition, and Seventh Edition. Hmm. Okay, all right. So you you've seen some changes in adaptations. I have now now keeping those editions separate. <laughs> In my oh, mind, over yeah. the twenty plus years that I played them, that's a little bit more challenging on what was sixth, what was seventh. Because as you saw when I was playing eighth, like I was just like, wait, if you charge, you go first. And you guys are like, no. I'm like, no, I'm I'm sure of it. <laughs> that, and that was after you started playing 40k, which is you do, <laughs> which made it even worse. Right. Because yeah, the yeah, the only real edition changes I ever had to work through is 40k, but I was primarily a fantasy player, so I could just like 7th edition 40k came out, I played one game, I didn't like it, so I just stopped playing. Until <laughs> 8th edition, which I liked, and then, you know, and then Sigmar, I play every edition, and I can't wait for 4th, whenever it comes, because this edition's not doing it for me like 2nd did. So, it's, uh, maybe, maybe I'm getting more mature that I'm willing to play an edition I don't necessarily enjoy, because the people are so great in this freaking hobby, I mm -hmm. love all of them. Except for that one person. You know who you are. Mm. <laughs> I hate to be that person. <laughs> anyway, so. So uh, what? Uh, where would we like to start? Well, okay, 8th edition fantasy. So let's lay out the basic flow of a turn. Mm -hmm. So obviously there's no, uh, for anyone who's maybe a Sigmar listener that never played any of these older editions, there's no priority, so you roll off to go first, base one scenario, deploy first, you get plus one to your roll. Like, it, it, there's a lot of different subtle things. But pretty much you're rolling off to see who goes first, and you just alternate back and forth. That's how the structure of this game works. Mm -hmm. So when you start out, you have the movement phase, followed by the magic phase, shooting phase, and close combat phase. Now on surface, that seems pretty simple. But there's a lot of sub-phases within each that uh, make it a little bit more interesting. Mm -hmm. So uh, let, let's see. Starting off the, move, the with the movement phase, you have to declare charges before you do do much else, Neil. Right. So I have to say that uh, I like that. I like the charges come first. I like, and then you have to declare because, a reaction. Because right? keep yeah, keep in mind with the charges. If you can't shoot into close combat in this game either. Correct. Correct. So what you charge? You can stand and shoot. Much like uh, Rain, Hell, and AOS. You can unleash Hell. Unleash Hell. Unleash Hell. Right. So, yeah, if you're charging somebody uh, in this rank and flank goodness, they can either hold, flee, or stand and shoot. Most will stand and shoot. Uh, occasionally something will flee if it has an easy chance to rally, or it will hold if it can't do either of those for whatever reason. And it's only a minus one. It's not rolling sixes. Uh, and the way the charts work on this it standard shoots a very powerful tool in this it, unleash hell unless yeah. you're doing like mortals on sixes isn't always the most useful useful thing but uh 
I think it'd still be pretty useful. It, it, see, uh, it can be, but like I, I think stand and shoot is a little bit more powerful in this game. It is, than, and yeah, and well, well, we'll get to our feelings on it. Why don't we break down each phase and say uh, uh, keep it, change it, or yeet it into the sun? Sure. Okay. Charging first. Keep it. I say keep it too. I like it. Uh, I think we're going to both say reactions keep. I do like that in this current edition. of. Uh, I will say stand and shoot. I'd love to change it. Oh, okay. Okay. So, so how would you like to change it? I'm not sure how I'd like to change it right now, just thinking about it, but I would say that it's as it stands, if it's a unit of goblins shooting you with short bows, it's fine. Right. Okay. When it's uh, any, if choose any unit of um, wood elves, yeah, yeah, or even it's minus three, uh, minus three, or whatever. It's it's strength in this game, right? Yeah. So, but the, still can uh, maybe get minus three armor penetration, whatever, which is Ren for you AOS people, right? Um, and, and and keep in mind, maybe I think we forgot to mention this at the start. We're we're looking at the get yeet change or keep in context of what we'd like to see carried into old world. That's why we're considering this an old world discussion. Correct. So yeah. sorry, I forgot to say so, that up. up I, so I think stand and shoot needs to be can be kept but i think um i would love to see just a real basic rule that kind of uh limits it severely like to maybe even just the first rank that's shooting something like that something where it's just uh, it's gonna do some wounds it's a little bit of a benefit to the charge reaction because basically it's a hold reaction anyway with right. a bonus so right you want it to be so, more like snapshots as opposed to they're right. always aiming all the time. Okay, so you want it to be more like what Sigmar has, right? Now, correct. You, well, you, yeah. Well, okay. Yeah. So, so the one difference too, I with, want it to be dumb, uh, just, just, just tempered a little bit. Well, no. Here's the oh. thing that because with Sigmar, you do it after you finish moving, whereas in this, you do it before you move on the charge. Yes, and so, there is something baked in to Warhammer Fantasy Battles where if you are within the movement range. Like your base, I can't remember which unit's movement range, they can't stand and shoot. So if you moved up really close and then they it, took a turn for some reason, just stood there. Yeah, you have to be, I think you have to be outside of their their, their standard movement. Right. Now, right. So things like dwarves, that sucks. As I play dwarves right now, um, movement three, and they all have dwarf weapons, dwarf crafted weapons, which means they don't care about the minus to shoot penalty on yeah, stand and right. shoot. So it's going to be very nasty. Right. Yeah. That's the, I, I hate the idea of like me charging in, like if you th picture like a medieval battle and people are charging some archers with, you know, hordes of, of, you know, heavy cavalry, mm -hmm. those archers are dead a thousand times over. It's, it's never going to okay. work out for the archers. I don't care how, how many little horses you <laughs> shoot with arrows. Um, and then like the think of fantasy battles where it's just like this horse, the, the entire unit of uh, let, let's imagine Rohan, just like, you know, they turned instead of holding spears, they shot and all the horses were dead. A little bit anticlimactic. <laughs> right? I, 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 I think, I think Neil's had some stories. I think that's where this is at. It's, it's, it's not even that I have too much. It's just that like, I don't know, like I, I want to charge, like I've set up my army really good and I want to charge this, unit and i'm like well if i do that i'm just gonna be dead so i don't like that okay i i want to be able to charge the things i can charge i gotcha I, I i like it as it is right now but i'm not opposed to changes to to weaken a little bit more as long as as long as the goal of that is to temper down shooty armies a little bit as a whole mm -hmm. because i mean 
yeah, like the wood elves and the dwarves, if they're when they're shooting you, they're they're gonna shoot you really well. But the one thing is, yeah, you want to get in combat with them to negate their shooting. So I can see that. I I, I could be convinced of that pretty easily. Mm-hmm. Now, hold. I don't think anyone's need to say anything about that. Sure, keep it. Flee. I'm a mm-hmm. big fan of flee because mm-hmm. movement in this game is definitely much more interesting as far as it's tight. Like. It's tighter. There's more precision. Uh, it, it's it, okay. Maybe it's not Flea, more interesting. Uh, it's more fascinating for, to me. For AOS people, like Flea is a is a redeploy with yeah, which I don't, uh, hazardous hazardous uh, effects if you're ever caught. caught. Yeah, it, like <laughs> I I don't like redeploy. Like redeploy being just a straight D six is. It's silly. I, it's fucking. When you roll awful. that one like me every single time, even if yeah. you roll a three, like it's like, what the hell are you doing? You're wasting a freaking command point. Like it's right. like to me, it's no, it's you. I mean, it, unless you have so much command point you don't have to do with, and you can just do it for fun, or you can redeploy something else in the way somehow. I I don't know, but it's I hate redeploying to like flee. Yeah, <laughs> that's yeah. it. That's it. And. Yeah, I don't want I don't want to flee off of their movement. I want to flee off of a charge because that that's what it's about. So I'm I'm a big fan of keep flee and also put it in AOS, but somehow. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think I think if you're going to redeploy, you move your units move right. You know that's what you should be doing right, or maybe half of it. You know, so if you got like unit of cavalry, and you want to redeploy. Well, they should they're they're, they're cavalry right. They can they can get or, around there. Or movement good. plus D three or something like just something to get farther away, make the charge harder. But like then you can't use any other command points on them for the rest of the the turn. So like okay, right. so I'm, I'm fleeing. I might get away, but if you catch me, I'm not going to use all attack or all defense. That's my downside. Yeah. Like you could do the downside differently than just mm-hmm. hey, rule D six and laugh at your poor dice rolling skills. Like. <laughs> I didn't mean that one to become so hot. I like flee a lot. I don't like redeploy. Um, no. Okay, so flee we're keeping. Mm-hmm. Now here's an interesting thing: redirecting charges. This will be the last thing I think we talk about in the movement. So, because mm-hmm. if someone flees, or you can redirect the charge into somebody else, do you like that concept? It's an interesting I like one for the me. Concept. Um, I don't necessarily like the rolling on the leadership test to do it. Um, and the only reason I, I don't necessarily have anything against that other than it slows the game down. Yeah. Like, the, ex- the execution is not, I'm exactly with you. I, I don't like the execution of it. I don't know how to fix it, but I like I it. Am, I an, like I'm it. anti do a role for a thing that's probably going to happen anyway. True. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, unless you're a unit of goblins so, with no, with nothing around to buff your leadership, you know, it, it's got, it's like, if I'm a high elf player, there, there's a very low chance. I don't know. It's probably around like 25% chance that I'm not able to redirect it. And my guys just stand there like idiots. Um, yeah. okay. I don't like that. I want to redirect. I should be able to redirect. All right. So change, make it a change. Mm-hmm. Now, the, the other thing that I, I maybe there's one more thing with the moving on this, as far as the charging goes, because we're still in charging folks. Get tuck in. Mm-hmm. Um, Cause in this game, you have to maximize how much after after the move you maximize how many opponents can be in combat based upon your moving mm-hmm. now that might be a little different from looking at more modern war games where you might just want to tow one person in so there's not gonna be many attacks back and you can get more attacks in i like both styles both have their and i i could see the usefulness in both both game like a modern game system and in this i 
I don't know where I stand on this one, honestly. Where do you stand, Neil? It, uh, we're on the um, redirecting. I'm sorry. No, no, not redirecting. Uh, ma maximizing opponents in combat after the charge. Okay. So here's the thing. I read this differently than I think the way some people play it. Okay. The way I've always read this is the maximizing is not a move. It is something you do when you charge. Right. Based on how I read the rules, you turn the the unit so that your when you hit it and you close the door it's going to be maximized when you do that. You don't get a, a, a close the door and then you get to just shift the whole unit over. No, I don't, that, that's, like, that's not how I read that. That's correct. But it still does prevent you from maybe doing like a corner to corner on this outside of a few units. If, yeah, correct. Yeah, correct. Right, right. So like, like, do you, do you want it to be the same? Do you want it to be different? Like, so I, I'm kind of like indifferent on this because I see the benefit of towing in like a, a combat with like a unit mm -hmm. one model on one model versus the maximizing based upon your charging because you're all right it's not a just you just move to maximize it's you maximize based upon what you've just rolled i think you go middle of a unit to middle of a unit for right? measure for measuring so, distance so for, for measuring your your charge okay the middle of the unit to the middle of that unit complete the charge line them up okay done so sounds good no matter where you are if you're on a flank if you're in the rear you know, all that kind of stuff. I think that's all good, but uh, that's just, and I have, I have more to say on that when we get to regular movement as well. Well, I mean, we're going to get to there. I mean, there's compulsory moves, which is rallying, which obviously keep because we want to have that mm -hmm. type of mechanic in this game. I think yeah. I, I, mean, I do. I want to keep that type of mechanic. I want to keep that too. And obviously other moves, which is random movement, which is fine. That's fun. Mm -hmm. uh, we should probably talk about like moving sideways, backwards, and even marching. So, so if you move sideways or backwards, you move half your move rounding up. I think all the half moves and everything side to side and backwards, I think that's all fine. Yep. I think there should be in a, in a game of ranks and flanks where you're moving blocks of troops, essentially a battle line forward, right? To do right. a maneuver like that should cost you. Right. So that's I where you like... have to do leadership, have the musician do swift reforms and such. Mm -hmm. um, so I think going forward, though, again, if you're marching, if you're going forward, I think the game is too slow. Even though I you're just doing twice your... So, I think with like base infantry models, the game is just so slow to slog across the battlefield. Okay. Um, so, so, so instead I'd of like just to... doing double your movement for a march, which is essentially a run that you'd consider in a modern war game, what mm -hmm. would you do instead? I just think the movements need to come up. Oh, just raise everybody up. Just, just people need to come up, and then I think when you're when you're measuring your distances, you can wheel however you want. You don't even you don't measure that wheel component. You just measure from the middle of of the unit, the middle of the front rank, okay. to wherever you're going, and turn 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 it appropriately. Would you put a limit on like the amount of degrees you could pivot? No. Now, okay. Would you? Okay, because like that kind of takes out like the swift reform and that sort of stuff. We have to have a leadership test, or is it just for you more? Hey, you have a musician. You paid the price right. to upgrade a musician. 
just you, do it. You get to do this. Okay. Because you're, you're trying to limit it. You're trying to eliminate as many silly or potentially useless rules as possible. I see. Roll, dice rolls. I, I want to speed the game up. And honestly, it doesn't run that slow. It's no, not it that doesn't. Bad. It doesn't. I, I think a game of Sigmar probably is pretty much on par with fantasy as long as you, you have a, a good base knowledge of the rules and everything. Right. Um, which in this game is, is sometimes hard to do. But... <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's hard to get it going, but once you get it, it's fine. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I just, I, that's one of the components that I think has always been clunky. I think it's always led to arguments and some consternation oh. across when people start, you know, oh, well, they're, they're wheeled this. Oh, you shouldn't have been able to wheel that much. And then you move this much. Mm, you know, you got to go back on this. Like that part of it, I think, was a little bit of an NP on Warhammer Fantasy through all of the editions. Right. Um, and I really hate personally this is a personal thing with all my war games um when somebody questions my movement because i really am trying to get it right yeah <laughs> if, if it's something egregious that i'm doing you know whatever i'm fine with being corrected but i am really trying to like do my pylons and aos that you know the the right three inches and everything it's a anything that opens up a discussion of well i think you moved that model that half an inch too far <sighs> That's, yeah. I mean, yeah, that's, and, like, and, that's that's aggravating, right? Right, and the movement mechanics in this eighth edition fantasy, there's a lot of potential for that. Like, if more specifically, if you're at a tournament or playing someone you don't know, like mm-hmm. if you're playing beer and pretzels with your friends, like we do, no one mm-hmm. cares. It's fine. Just do, do you do you, <laughs> mm-hmm. right? Um, unless you're trying to hassle each other, like I do at the mat all the time. Even in Sigmar, like he'll move something, and I'll just like I'll immediately put down like the three inch marker, and I'll be like, uh, 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 uh. like we know it's we both know it's three inches. He's not trying to cheat. He's just we're just playing quick and being a little lazy. <laughs> but right, right, right. sometimes you gotta get underneath each other's skin. So, mm-hmm. but yeah, I, I like I said, I don't, I don't, I don't mind that. It's a, it's a, it's a good call out of something that hopefully is being looked at, whether they keep mm-hmm. it or not. At least look at it. Right. Like, do you right. how much do you modernize? Because they will modernize to a point. But they don't want to and modernize past keeping the the feel of the game as it is. Yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't hate it. It's not something I want to yeet into the sun. Um, but I'd love a tweak just to simplify it if it's possible, and it's not going to change the overall feel of the game. Because unfortunately, well, fortunately or unfortunately, uh, movement in uh, a ranks and flakes game is probably the most important. I guess any any war game, right? Movement is the most important thing, yeah. right? So, um, but for the feel of fantasy battles and for the feel of, like I said, that battle line kind of moving forward and shifting around and stuff, you want it to kind of feel the way it currently does. I would just love to have it simplified. Okay. Movement simplified, I think. Charge first, simplify rest of movement. Mm-hmm. All right. I like it. Now we're going to get one. I, I'm curious where we're going to be because we're both originally high elf players. Mm-hmm. Next is the magic phase. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to say outright, this is my favorite phase of the game. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, as a high elf player, because I got to play in it so much. I yep. love rolling for the winds of magic. I love trying mm-hmm. to bait out your opponent's dice by rolling for like the crappy spells and, and seeing who's going to who's gonna bite when and where. I love the threat of miscasting. I love the threat of trying to miscast to get the spell off I want and hopefully being able to negate the miscast on some level or just pray I don't go as bad. Mm-hmm. every even to the point of the different spell lores and rolling for the spells at start of it before the game begins every single mm-hmm. thing about magic in this game i adore i love and i want to keep complete 
completely as yes. is. I uh, I actually one hundred percent agree with you. Oh, okay. Um, Shoot, this is gonna, be a, this gonna be a short podcast. Me- we keep doing this, Neil. No, no. One hundred percent agree with the mechanics of how the man- magic phase works. What um, I think needs to be looked at for a change is just some of the spell effects, right? Some of them are just so game altering. Oh yeah, like uh, like those those number six spells, right? right and and they're supposed to be end powerful. the game. Yeah, yeah. No, that's that's a hundred percent. Yeah, rewriting the spell lores to not be as abusive. I that's fine with me. Because heck, I, I a dwellers below in certain armies because you don't get any sort of save against dwellers below. It's a strength right. test or fail, and you get in a horde of goblins, and they just all die. Mm-hmm. it's like yeah that sucks give me a roll and on on ones ones that's gone or something like that you know and i know you're getting a roll anyway but uh yeah i don't know it's yeah I, give, I, give me some way to survive it you know i'll say i'm i i'm, I'm fine if you want to like tweak the actual spells themselves to readjust them yeah. to be a more balanced and fun experience mm-hmm. but like you know, keep, have... keep lower attributes please 100 mm-hmm. you know, those keep, are awesome and like and and like I said, have each wizard choose a spell. You get a spell per wizard level. Have level ones, twos, and fours. Like have have mm-hmm. all of that. Have the ability to. Someone got a twenty-seven on their cast of this spell, but they didn't miscast. You still have a chance to get rid of it on two dice left with double sixes. Like have all of that. Like every yeah. single bit. But yeah, I, I'm not going to argue. You need to rebalance the spells. I um I have one one component of the magic phase i want to yeet into the sun if you say dispel scroll i'm going to smack you i'm going to reach through this my dispel friend scroll no dispel scroll has got to go no 100%. it does not you know, need it, to let go me, let me explain myself let me explain uh. myself it is mechanic that has no interaction i can't stop it i can't do a thing about it you paid the points you do a thing and there's nothing i can do about it the rest of the magic phase I have a chance with with the exception of irresistible force, which sometimes can have a negative effect for you anyway. Right. Um, I can't do a thing about any kind of auto dispels. I think auto dispels are an NPE. It locks me into having one in a list, which maybe I don't want to, I want to spend the points somewhere else, or maybe I want to do something a little bit different with my army. I have to have a dispel scroll in it. Just have to. So I, I, I really, really hate that. No, as, me... like even, even like, even a techless and AOS just saying, nope, you don't get to do it. Oh, so I don't, I don't get to play then. Okay. Like, I see, hate those rules. See, to me, I, I love the dispel scroll because it's once per game. Uh, you know, it's, it's, it costs a decent amount of points, not a ton of points. 25 uh, points. Is you usually have attacks of also bringing an extra wizard to carry it because you're not putting on your high level wizard because you want them to have their pretty magic item. So not me, man. I'd rather have the dispel scroll. Every well, time. no, no. Like I have, a, I have a level four, mm-hmm. with, and I'll have like my, you know, golden crown of whatever, or, or like channel, channel staff or something, and mm-hmm. I'm also bringing a level one or a level two wizard just to bring the spell scroll. So yeah, I'm scroll like, carry, so which like, is right. it's silly. Well, but like I said, that, then it's not, it's not just twenty five points. It's closer to like a hundred points. Well, um, sure, sure. But now, now you've taken my list and you forced me to use 125 points of it for this stupid dispel scroll, right? But there's a, there's a, to me, it's, it's, there's such like, I've never, 
in fa in fantasy, in eighth edition fantasy, whenever someone has used a spell scroll against me, I either go, "Wow, that was a waste," or I go, "Well played," because to me, the once per game, knowing when to use it, when to hold on to it, to me is part of the skill set of magic in this game. Now, mm. the silliness of everyone needing to bring one, I'll agree that it, it is silly and that's kind of like where this game is like you have to bring one you need to bring one it's so cheap just bring one even though it's a tax at least that wizard can do other stuff along the way um yeah. usually and i'm, I'm just but, stubborn enough to write lists without one in there because i hate it that much which that's right. fair <laughs> I, <laughs> but the, that means i lose <laughs> now let, let me ask you this let's let's throw out a little little idea here for it what if it was 10 points and say you could put it on any wizard, just like they, we weren't worried about magic item level points. On it's just like, hey, any wizard can take this in addition for ten points, but it only works once per game on a four plus. So you declare you use it. You have to roll four plus, and then it goes off, and it's done. Do you a want four just more? Plus? Okay. So you're telling me there's a chance you can fail. There's a chance I could fail, but love it. I, but I can put it on any wizard. Mm -hmm. I don't have to have a caddy for it. As long as it's not automatic, I love it. Okay, all right. So like a I would I would even give you a three plus on it. Okay, so so you you are for change, not yeet. Whereas I'm for keep. I don't know. I think it's a still a yeet based on it because that's a complete and utter different change between an auto something happens, and yes, it is a change, but like it's a completely different thing at that point. Okay, all right. I I want to keep. We'll we'll see. Now I, I think the thing is too. I, because there is some wizards out there that have it once per game built on their. It's not a war scroll. I don't know what it's called in fantasy. You have army books, but I don't know what the character thing is. Mm -hmm. uh, I'm roster. But is are you still okay with a wizard being like a a name character that costs hundreds of points? I'm more okay with that. Because there's I'm probably more okay with it. There's probably like three in the game that have it. Techless. Right. Right. That's why, like in um, AOS, it doesn't bother me that much that Techless has the auto no thanks, right? Because I'm not going to play against Techless every time. Yeah, right? The Stormcast has it too. That's it. Okay. Yeah. So, like, if it's a if it's here or there, you know, and you might not even be running a Techless list, you know. So, if it's a special character, fine. You know, if it's every army in every game has to have this thing, you know, okay. that right. that's different. I see the point. I like it though. To me, I consider it part of the magic phase. Give it a give it to every army for free. All right, we'll just we'll just uh, decide that I've won that one and move on. Uh, would you, let's let's cast some spells and find <laughs> out, sir. All right. Oh, and then uh, yeah, that I think I mean we don't need to go too much into magic. Like the the one thing I will say is uh, it does drive me a little bit crazy with the magic phase, and I'm maybe open for a change on this. I should say is the types of spells. And how and where and when you can cast them, because it's yeah. It, yeah like I, I I I wish my wizard, the unit they're in is in combat. I wish I could cast like a magic missile into the unit I'm in combat with, as opposed to only being able to do hexes and yeah. Uh, like yeah, to me, like I, I that would be a change for me. I guess I should say not wholesale, but like that's I get I get not wanting to summon a giant fireball next to my unit <laughs> while you're there, but. Mm -hmm. I should still be able to do some basic damage to you. But anyway. Right. Now we can go into the shooting. So I'm curious where we're going to land on some of this stuff. So shooting is... I, I like the way the shooting is structured where you, you have first rank, second rank, 
some like at high elves get third rank and then you get half the rest some some just get first second and then half the rest because you're kind of like mm -hmm. doing a volley shot it's kind of like they're all shooting but the ones in the back can't see they're shooting off what they think is the arc of the guys in front of them and guessing i i like that mm -hmm. um i also really like the way cannons work i <sighs> I like the way cannons work to a point, I should say. Like I said, let, let, let's, let's leave our war machines separate. Standard shooting. Yeah. Your blocks of guys shooting stuff. I mean, if they move, you have a minus one, because you, you, you have a chart based upon your ballistic skill. You go up and down from there, plus and minus. Mm -hmm. uh, I like it that... I don't like the long range, but I do, I do like if you move, you have a minus one. The long range thing is always just like, ugh. Because, once again, it takes so long to get close to people. That I feel mm -hmm. like shooting doesn't do much in the first two rounds. Yeah. Where, where do you stand generally on, on shooting? Um, I like it. I like the ballistic still skill chart. Yes. I think sometimes with some things, there is a tendency for shooting. And I, I think for fairly good reason, too, um, is a little bit lackluster. Like like elven bows, right? You read you read the lore about elven bows and the silver arrows doing this and that and the other. In the game, you get what a wound. All right, that's good. You know, like yeah, unless unless you're at long range and you moved and this and that and the other, and before you know it, you know you're at you're at fives and then fours. See, I, I kind of get you. There's there's haves and haves nots for shooting, right? But uh, but the cautionary yeah, tale is carriage on overlords. Right, that's Sigmar always that the problem with shooting. Just like, fucking to me, suck. To, to me, anything, especially historically, right? The longbow, like, basically revolutionized medieval warfare because of how hard it, how far it could shoot, and it punched through armor, right? Yeah. So why are my my high elven longbow bows? Uh, why are they strength three and not doing any kind of armor piercing anything? Well, probably because if they did, you would have nothing but an army of archers, right? True. Um, that's that's. <laughs> <laughs> you know, but that hasn't stopped that from happening in some other armies. I think it's okay as it is. I really do. Maybe what you could do is instead of increasing the power of the shots, give me some more range, you know? And uh, my older brother, actually, we, I was playing fantasy way back when, and my older brother who does, did not play war games, but he's an engineer and uh, he likes his physics and everything. Yep. He goes, you've got those archers sit, standing on a hill. Why don't they shoot farther? Like, what are you talking about? He's just like, well, if they're higher up, their their arrows would go farther. Well, we need to roll for the the wind too like, before the game begins. Who has the wind at their back? Who doesn't? <laughs> I'm like, I'm like, well, that's actually true. They should shoot farther if they they're should. up on the damn hill. You know, yep. like I think the ranges could increase a little bit, and that would be I, that would be okay. To be honest, because like the one thing I don't like is is the long range minus one to shoot. But if my range was increased, like if my longbows went from thirty inches right. to 40 inches and you still mm -hmm. want to give me the min minus one for long range i'd be okay with that because i would be getting shots i'd be getting more shots at the start and they would get better mm -hmm. as they go as normal but instead of just being very useless for a turn or two at yeah. most so you look at like some I'm goblins okay. yeah. with some short boats and they got a 16 inch range and to be at short range they need to be eight inches away bye-bye well, unit of goblins and i <laughs> yeah where, where are they shooting they're the squigs they just released out of themselves i know right it's, it's, it's kind of silly you know yeah. get some longer range i think well, that's, I said, that's like, my team and here's the thing we're not diving into specific i will mention armies like 
the uh we'll mention dwarves we'll mention high elves we'll mention what elves like that all 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 this stuff that we know like we don't want to talk about how you would change the shooting in wood elves because that's a very different discussion mm-hmm. but yeah i i like that like, increased range or even just increased range based upon if you're on a hill or not even it's just something like i'm, yeah. I'm fine with that that would be that'd be more fun mm-hmm. let's see i don't know if there's much else to talk about with shooting really that's no shootings yeah uh, outside of going into war machines oh yeah we want to do that right now uh yeah let's do it because like Here's the thing. I love shooting war machines. They feel so good. You do mm-hmm. that. You do the six or eight inches from the back, maybe even four. Depends on how you're feeling. Back of this unit, back of this model. Cause you pick your point. Part of me wishes. It's it's weird because I want there to be a. It, it feels like it's easier to almost guarantee that you're going to at least hit one thing. Mm-hmm. I, I'm not sure. I, I want to change. But I don't want too much of a change. Like I don't want it to be a guaranteed shot. But I don't want it to be so random. And I don't want it to be that you have to guess inches. Because that's silly too. Here's my thing with a cannonball. Okay. If you were actually firing a cannonball at something flying in the air. Your chances of hitting that thing. <laughs> very, very slim. It's 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 almost never going to happen. You're trying to shoot this... this uh, eagle that's flying well, around and god that's, knows how what speed. actually that, that's kind of going back into movement with flyers because the flyers technically land when they're done land. moving briefly so and, like, that's, and that's a... fine for i think i think as far as the movement portion of that you know that's fine to think of it that way right but if you're shooting something that has fly okay to me if i want to shoot you my wouldn't cannon know, you want another like you want more Before randomness. Before you can even shoot it, okay, you got to roll a dice, all right? And you no. got to roll like a five up. Actually, I, I wouldn't even say that. I'd say that you could shoot it just fine. But everything that has flying against artillery gets like a five up ward. I would even go lower than that. I mean, it's or higher than that. I, I would, I would, I, for the structure of the game, I wouldn't go higher than that. I, I, I'd say even five might be pushing it a little bit. Just for the structure of the game, because there's not a ton of flyers around now. Well, maybe there's that, not maybe, a ton of flyers around because there's cannons. I say at me that means you need to increase the points of cannons or limit how many you can take. So sure, like that, that's a there's a nuance in there. But I, I get you your got, I get you your got reasoning. A, you got an ogre cannon, strength ten, that just basically has a ninety percent chance that it's taken out whatever it hits. Hey, my dwarf cans can do that too. They just can't move as far. <laughs> See, you know. Uh, to me like it's if i want to have fun in this game of fantasy where i have big dragons which is the stuff which is the toys that i want to play with i want to play with my big dragon i want to play with my guy on my griffin if he gets shot turn one and the griffin's dead that's not fun here's the thing i I understand there needs to be a, a um a little bit of uh um counters to some of these things right but that's not it that shouldn't because thematically i can't wrap my my mind around why that cannonball is flying up in the air to hit him i understand that on the game he's supposed to be on the ground for god knows whatever reason yeah um but uh i there's got to be another way here's here's the uh, thing here's one change i would love because i don't like this um because if you get certain armies to go together because artillery is such long range your first turn is going to be an artillery shootout against other artillery. 
because if you take out their artillery or your artillery, you're going to be ahead in the game. I wish right. I wish artillery couldn't target artillery unless that artillery was mounted on something. You know what yeah. I mean? Like it's being pulled by a beast. It's on the back. I of just this think thing. if you're shooting like if a you're... single model, you have to have a big penalty to that. If you're shooting a big block of unit, because again, think of this in terms of like, here's one cannon on a hill and here's 10,000 <laughs> troops sprawled out. And yeah. then there's another cannon on the hill on the other side. What's easier to hit, right? The thousands of guys in front of you or the one cannon on the hill, right? Yeah, or the, or many... especially the one flying animal in the air. How many like... <laughs> like marshals and generals and stuff, you know, were killed by cannons. They weren't afraid of the cannonballs because <laughs> they weren't being aimed at them because it's like, you can't snipe with them. So yeah, right. I, I could, uh, yeah. I, I, un, unable to shoot at uh, individual targets would be a good change. I, I, there needs to be a change to war machines, and I but I like that. Like you have to roll a four up or something, right? You got a 50, 50 shot of being able to do it. And that would be enough for me to not want to waste my cannonball shot. Oh, absolutely. Or, or maybe I'm trying to go for the gold and you know what? Hell, like this 50-50 shot is worth it to me. I'm going to try and shoot it. Yeah, you but know? like definitely like I want artillery to be there. But yeah, like because hell. And like if a cannonball hits you, I don't care what you are. If I hit you with it, you should probably just die. Right. Yeah, like that's, <laughs> sorry. It's, it's just true. that. <laughs> 100%. And I think that's why, that's why they're strength. God knows strength whatever. 10, yeah, and strength 10. And I think that's appropriate. It's just like you got you to gotta make it a little bit harder to – I mean you're not shooting a mm. – a, 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 a 2023 sniper rifle here we, yeah <laughs> this, is, this is a ye olde cannon okay yeah got some kickback it's being loaded by drunk dwarves or drunk humans yeah you know you're not scoping that thing out of the sky you know come on now i don't know <laughs> and maybe if a dwarf if you have a dwarf or a human engineer you can get like a plus one to that role sure, sure. that's mm -hmm. fine um okay so ch let's let's change some more machines like stone throwers i think are okay because they scatter away Oh, that's the other mm -hmm. thing. I, I like the scatter dice and templates in this game. Keep them, please. I do too. Um, that's a keep for sure. Hundred yeah, percent. Bolt thr bolt throwers are fine as they are. I like how they go through ranks and they get weaker as they go keep continuing through, or they can be blocked and it's just done. Mm -hmm. Um, stone throwers are good. I, yeah, I like I like the other war machines. I think they're perfectly fine. Just we just an, an adjustment for cannons. One change though with templates is if you have your template over top of a unit. And anybody argues that there's a single guy that's either in or out, you should be able to take your template and slap him across the face with it. Oh yeah, that's fine. Are we in agreement with that? I'm 100 percent agreement with that. Perfect. <laughs> All right, close combat. So there's a lot. Once again, there's a lot more nuance. So with close combat, just a quick rundown. You've charged in one or multiple units. It's close combat. Whoever's turn it is decides which combat they are going to work through first. You work through that combat completely. Um, including to see if the unit runs away, break test, all that sort of stuff, and then you go on to the next. And combat isn't if you charge, you go first. Uh, it's always down to initiative, or if you have there's some there's always strikes first and always strikes last, and and stuff like that going on. So, uh, Neil, I'll let you start. What do you think of combat generally, as a whole, functions in this game? Do you like it? Do you not like it? Do you want to change? It's a keep for me. I. I don't really have a problem with it at all. I can't think of anything offhand that I hate. Um, some of like the monstrous infantry and stuff, I think can get a little out of whack, a little bit over yeah, the top. Monstrous infantry on the, on the second rank, getting up to three attacks as opposed to that's, one for everybody else. It, that's yeah. That's, that's gotta get dialed down. I think a little I, bit. I think, I think just the two, I, I, I agree. It needs to be more because it's bigger bases. It's less models, but three is just, right. it can be overwhelming too quickly. Yep. 
Now, granted, most of those things, like ogres, are going to be very slow initiative. So, you know, and it does come down to, like, are you putting the right unit into the right thing, or did you get called, you know, called out, and you just have to kind of eat it as it goes? Like, as an elf player going in, I never worry about monsters infantry because I'm always going first. As a dwarf, you know, ogres come to me. I'm like, I hope I have the right unit in front of the right things because if I don't, and I can't survive what they're about to do to me, you know, an extra nine attacks coming in could be pretty devastating. So it's, yeah, I think I could be dialed down to two and still be okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, I like stomp. I like thunder stomp. I like fear. I like terror. Mm-hmm. Um. I, I think, think uh, I think you could do I a think change. Calvary needs a little bit, um, a little bit of beefing up in the combat phase. I do like the changes that Ben made, given uh, heavy cavalry stomp one. You know, um, yeah, no, that's fine. That's that's really cool. I think that gives him maybe just that little bit of extra that does that little bit more that I think kind of makes them maybe a little bit more worth their points. I, honestly, so. I would even be standard cavalry gets D three stomps and heavy cavalry gets D six stomps. Think so. Yeah, uh, yeah. Like, because like, like it's it's random on the charge at least. You know? Just yeah, oh yeah, just on the charge because like that's when it's impactful. Because like the right. horses aren't. I mean, they always do work, but like they're never like hitting for a lot. But they're they're gonna be the ones doing the stomp essentially because they're running over you. Like let's yeah. be honest. And and he gave uh, all the horses strength four, which I think is better as well. Like this is a horse we're talking about. Yes, When's the last sure. time you stood next to a horse and went, ah, you're not as strong as me? I've I've st- I've stood to lots of horses, and let me tell you, I never think for a second that i could take one of them <laughs> I, mean, I, I i become friends with them for a reason your chest you know oh, that's God, yeah oh yeah <laughs> so oh. i think that's a smart move there too yeah increase the strength i, I think that's fine even if you make their weapons go worse that's fine like sure mm-hmm. whatever I, sure. I, guess, I, I want horses mm-hmm. to be random because whenever they pop off and kill something valuable it's always fun but yeah I, i'd like i'd like cavalry to have some sort of a stomp mechanic um yeah yeah I like the always strikes first, always strikes last in this game because there's a lot of play with it. It's extra levers to pull, uh, and I'm also an elf player, so get fucked, everybody. <laughs> um, combat results. Uh, one, I like it. I, I do I don't too. Know how I to think about this. There's mm-hmm. one. There's one change I would make. Um, because whenever you, if you lose the combat result and you flee, your standard's gone. Like you still have the like the that that guy just dies. You you still have the model there per se, but the standard does. I wish if you rallied, you picked the standard back up. Does that hmm. make sense? Yeah. Like you're running, obviously they're not worried about it. But like if you rally, like someone else goes like "fuck you," I'm taking it now, you wuss, and picks it back up. Yeah, I don't I don't like the drop in the standard thing. Yeah, I, I think you carry it and you book it as as fast as you can. You know. Hell, you just marched all the way down there. You should be able to run the opposite yeah. way too. Right? Yeah, that's that's honestly my only thing. I I like the you know mm-hmm. the the people can. Uh, I uh, that's a complication that probably doesn't need to be there, right? Yeah, Get rid of that. It, it just it just it's another thing to make arguments. I've seen it, um, mm-hmm. but yeah, like the, the uh, ability to run down your opponent and just take them off if you beat their roll if they're breaking. Uh, I wish if you didn't have like the frenzy special role or something like that, that you could just choose to not overrun as opposed to have to do a leadership to not overrun. Mm. Yeah. That's another one of those kind of silly. Yeah, it's just like, it's, I don't I think don't, you need it. Like, if frenzy, frenzy, I get frenzy though. I feel like needs to have a drawback. Right. I mean, yeah, frenzy does. Cause like it's, it's, it's pretty good. Mm-hmm. 
and I don't mind frenzy as a rule either, like even within movement where you have to, leadership to not charge, but like, yeah, I like close combat as it is outside of the, the banner thing. Um, yeah. Yeah. I can, I can get on board with you there. Right. I like the flow back and forth and because there is a, a there's a skill set to deciding which combats to do first. Right. Because this breaks and that might break. You can overrun this. So Or just play elves. Yeah, or just play elves. That's all you do. <laughs> and so and so I guess one one of the list or one of the uh, questions was what do you want to keep or what do you like between the different editions? So again, like I was in the older versions, if you charged you went first, right? Um, when you did play elves, elves were always high initiative, and that was how they kind of they said, "Oh well, you know they've got high initiative and high weapon skill, and that makes up for their toughness three. Well, it didn't. Not if you not if you're getting attacked right <laughs> not, now. Not in the not in the old game before always strikes first and all this. I like the initiative going first. The fact that you you're going to hit first based on your initiative. I like this actually in in eighth edition more than I like the, the, the charges go first. Now do you like always strikes first, always strikes last? Or would I you do. rather or would you rather see that not necessarily go first? It just allows you to do a reroll on the hit? Um I actually like the go first better than I like the reroll. Oh <laughs> if I saw the something go fantastic. Away, well the reroll's fantastic. I'm not gonna get rid of it. I love it. <laughs> I'm yeah. gonna keep it as long as I but I think you know, I think people would be less cranky about it without that reroll. Oh yeah, because I mean, sword mat. Like, because you're really... already going first, you're already hammering them pretty hard after they charged you, for God's sakes. Right. And, and now you're going to reroll. And always strikes first, even if you have a great weapon, because great weapons give you always strikes last. But if you have both of them, it means you strike an initiative. But it was FAQ'd or that you still get the rerolls. Like, I think if you. I think that FAQ is probably inappropriate because being sword masters with rerolls is ridiculous. <laughs> right. They're really good. Really good. So, and also um, I think yeah. with combat, I think uh, we haven't really mentioned cause like you can, cause different units have different things. So like you have halberds, you have hand weapons, you have shields, you have great weapons. I love all of that nuance. I like that. If you have a hand weapon and shield, you also get a six up parry safe, which is yep. essentially a ward. I like that. Mm -hmm. If you have halberd, you know, you're going to get the, a little bit extra, damn strength, it strength little, strength on little, it but yep. yeah and you'll get or but not as much as if you had a great weapon but you'll get your access to always strikes first with it or striking up your initiative the halberd doesn't give you always strikes last just the great weapon does so i like the nuance right. of that a lot and i, I hope that does come and I, I i can't see that changing that would be a big departure yeah i wouldn't i wouldn't like to see that change at all now um, but the, you kind of kind of started it and, and we've reached the end of the turn so uh yeah, the uh, the questions we had. Let's start with the Twitter one first, because you mentioned it. What would you like to keep? What would you like to jettison? Obviously, we just kind of like went through that in general for 8th edition. Now, I only have 8th edition in my heart. Uh, I have the books for 7th, I think? Maybe 6th? But what do you think, Neil? You'd, you'd be the one to be able to answer this better about what you'd like to keep well, or jettison. The one, there, there is one thing, that one very big thing that we didn't talk about, and that is challenges. Oh, you're right. We did kind of gloss over that. Unfortunately, I feel like challenges have too big of a role in the outcomes of combats. I think they do only because of overkill, which is for the people listening at home. So if you're going to challenge, just those two characters are going to fight. Now, the only people that can issue challenges are 
heroes, lords, or champions within a unit, which is an upgrade to a unit. Now, typically, if you have a character you want to protect, you put a champion in the unit, he accepts the first challenge, so your wizard doesn't get splatted by his combat unit that somehow got in combat with you. Mm-hmm. I like challenges, but I don't like overkill being... Because if, if if someone has very killy, and they 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 you they kill your champion, which is usually a one wound character, or one wound model, but then they do seven wounds, they'll get a total of five because you, you capped five, plus five to their combat resolution because you just butchered this person. I think that cap mm-hmm. is too much. I think the cap should be three. Yeah, um, sounds fair. Three or maybe even or maybe it's maybe even something where it's just one plus the wound characteristic of the model slain. Because, like, there's, you know, if you kill an yeah. ogre, they're three anyway, so it's, like, maybe four for them. Yeah, right. a... if you kill my champion, right, in my unit, that's one wound. Like, and or, it was or, a total mismatch anyway. Like, with some giant, like, ogres. Like, like yeah, if that guy like... walks up to the challenge and gets splatted, I feel like I'd be like, yeah, I kind of expected that. I'm not yeah, going to just run the other way. <laughs> and I think I think everybody would, too. They'd be like, like that guy's sacrificing himself so he can protect this this named character. So maybe it's like, okay, if you have a lord, um, it's plus three. If you if you have a hero, it's plus two. And if any a champions are just whatever, they're just one. They just count yeah. as one. It's one model. Um, yeah, yeah, but that like, way you can accept with with some lower, like you know, because uh, yeah, I think sometimes the the challenges are issued in order to hamstring the unit's effectiveness. Right. Right. Instead of it being more of a thematic thing. It's it's being used to win your combat instead of it, you know, actually feeling like it's a duel between two, you know, two two general type characters. Right, which it's it's good and bad because, like I said, sometimes it's it's fun where like if it's your turn, you have to issue the challenge. You choose who you issue it with. So mm-hmm. that that so I you're gonna issue it with your most killy character, but it's like okay, would you accept it with your defensive character or just this champion? But I I like I still don't mind the nuance of that. I just don't like overkill. So yeah. a little bit of split there. You you want to go a little farther changing than I I do. Mm. But uh, yeah, that's that's a good call. Um, but uh, yeah, just generally, uh, for the other additions that you have in your head, Neil, any rules you'd like to add or jettison possibly to to bring no, over into old world? Um, what I will say is some of the older versions, if you went way back when. Um, that you have to be kind of careful with. And I think um, the most recent versions of Warhammer did this really well was protect against um, what, what we used to affectionately call hero hammer. So for fourth edition yeah. and probably fifth edition as well um, was basically the troops were adjunct to the yeah. heroes. The heroes were so good that you really, that was really the beef of your army and the other guys were there just to die. Right, <laughs> and and fill up your dead pile. Um, so I'd never want to go back to that. That that can well, stay in the past. Please. I mean, the alternative of the eighth is like you can kind of get the Death Star builds co- popping up. Yeah, as a, as a, as but a I will say that the magic phase does have a good counter to that. True, very true. And I think that that is why some of those spells are as powerful as they are. And I think those spells need to keep stay in the game to dissuade that a little bit. Because if you're going to run one giant block of ogres, and I can wipe that out with one spell, you might not want to run one bl- giant block, block of ogres. ogres. Yeah. Of course, if you can use a dispel scroll and just make sure that that giant block of ogres can go wherever it wants, 
then you know well, whatever okay. oh that's a good, um hey i see the callback and i see you trying to to convince me and and then <laughs> i see that I, I see what you're doing <laughs> talking sense <laughs> <laughs> okay okay any anything anything else come to mind real quick um uh the other th yeah so this so warhammer fantasy as opposed to um aos right okay you get your one artifact in aos but you're building your character in fantasy more every item that you put on is worth a set amount of points and all that kind of stuff which i love um and i just I, don't I even, want to see i kit bashed multiple characters like every, in my high elf army specifically i have a character kit bashed with each magic item like cloak of beards mm -hmm. the golden crown the reaver bow uh, yep. everything so yep yeah, I, I, I like the way you can build up and do multiple items to a points limit based upon the character, the, the unit. Um, what? And I, like, I don't know. I, I like that units can take magic standards in this too. Because mm -hmm. I love magic standards. I, I, it's just, it feels like you have like a veteran unit. Mm -hmm. Like you're not going to give that banner to nobody. These are the ones that have done well for you. Like it's, yeah. Yeah. What I will say is in, I think it was maybe either six, I can't remember if it was six or seventh, the Dark Elves were able to build an unkillable Lord on Pegasus. And he would it's fly not, around. I could still do that in eighth to a point. To a point. Like that, that shouldn't be a thing. One of the things I loved about first edition AOS, now this has since gone away. Okay. <laughs> it's way first edition AOS, and one of the things that like when AOS came out i was very excited to play AOS as a man who played fantasy for 20 years right and the reason was i felt like anything could kill anything because okay. most things like there were very few things in beginning AOS that had a three up save yep most stuff was on a four yep i could use my unit of spearmen i could take down that dragon if i had enough of them yep you know um which you know it's like it's like the ants you know marching up and 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 killing something by numbers you know that's much much bigger right yep um that i liked i didn't i do not like when i feel like i don't have an answer to something on a battlefield yeah especially too when it's like i mean current aos there's so much rend going around that mm -hmm. the reason i like playing daughters of cain even more so right now is because i at least always have that six up ward because yeah most armies i'm going to take like people are going to outrend me anyway and it just doesn't feel fun right so like, like when it's when it's too high like but like I said second was perfect oh, right perfect yeah. edition there was <laughs> to get ren first edition aos was like something else oh. you know well, that's why i mean the club you run is called ren four because that was a because, pipe dream they're like yeah, no. that was impossible that was impossible at the time right and then i remember when we when there was a first like there was a way to do it like i think it was daughters of cain they could hit it yeah. But like yeah. everything had to align. It was just like crazy. Uh -huh. And like if you're doing run four, like you were you were probably wasting something because you only needed run three to get through their armor anyway. So Right. Um, Which is why mortal wounds existed anyway. So that exactly. like, you could just right. Yeah. But okay. That's fine. Uh yeah. uh so that, that that's question, pretty much it though. Yeah. And that question was brought to us by Primal Amnesia eighty two on Twitter. Uh he did have mm -hmm. another option thing too that he asked us. Um, which is kinda interesting. And this could be a whole podcast so like we'll, we'll dive into this a little bit um would having the old world survive in a post-apocalyptic state have been a more or less interesting backdrop for rules and backgrounds overhaul that had that they had in mind post warhammer fantasy battles um so we can maybe separate that out to two things 
a, a somehow surviving whatever's left old world to carry on as a, as a story and setting versus that's how the rules would interact with it per se. Like what, what do you like thoughts? What's your thoughts? Uh, no, I, uh, I'm, I'm fine. The old world's blown up. It's fine. I can go back and I can play. I can go play a game of historicals and understand that, um, you know, we, we now have tanks, right? Right. <laughs> that thing's ended. All right. That, that doesn't happen anymore. Yep. That, that, that era of history is gone. Right. So I can go back and I can play a game in that era of history. And actually, I love the fact that in old world, they're, they're pushing the timeline back. Right. Because now I feel like I can sandbox with it um, even more and explore an era that I've never explored before, right? Or maybe loosely read the lore of. Yeah, but... and there's there's not a ton of lore for that section, but we'll get into that after after this. Um, mm -hmm. I the con there's always the concept like the it's it's like the whole Marvel what if, like the what right. if, what if ideas are always fascinating. Now we're saying Ninth mm -hmm. Age aside because that community was awful as an Age of Sigmar player, um, mm -hmm. and, I, and I I really don't like the rules that they developed it's, it wasn't for me if you had fun with it god bless you but nah um the concept of a surviving world would be interesting to me but not mm -hmm. as not as not for rules of gaming because if, if i wanted to see crazy post-apocalyptic because when we read the last five pages of the end times that didn't just happen instantly like that was the apocalypse happening the characters we were following died instantly because they were at the epicenter of that nuke of the chaos <laughs> implosion thing happening um mm -hmm. so everyone else like you saw the last couple pages like just crazy crazy shit happening i think you could probably do some sort of like i mean yeah, hell you could take age of sigmar so let's say like okay age let's aos 1.0 um maybe this is why it was so crazy uh you could take like a a, a battle pack that's super crazy and post-apocalyptic within the time of the world actually ending and that would satisfy the need for that and it wouldn't have to be a oh we actually made the old world survive because like it's gone instead i it had its swan swan song out i'm okay with that and i i, I mm -hmm. love that story i wouldn't mind, know, i wouldn't mind like exploring specifically like those very final days and maybe it's turns into a skirmish type thing <laughs> i think yeah. that would be kind of fun to see more detail on those last days Obviously, they're not. Maybe they're not going to, but like, that would be super fascinating to me. Yeah, and, and it's okay that the bad guys won. It's yeah. okay. I right? mean, yeah. we all played the armies, right? And and it's kind of better <laughs> that the bad because you know, like at, at a certain point, you feel like you're destined to lose if you're playing the bad guys, right? Like, oh, all the good guys are going to win, so we can keep playing this game. Yeah, you know, yeah. and uh, now you play chaos, and you got it, you know, in the back of your head. We win. Now, uh, uh, it's <laughs> you know, here's the interesting it, thing too that you could look at. Um, and it, I, I, I talked to my my one buddy Tom at my local club about this, and also then uh, this is gonna be. Sh I, I've been delaying this shout out. Um, that Val, uh, uh, who also has a question for us, um, he's on the Honest War Gamer. Every Thursday they're doing a Road to the Old World podcast because Val's a big. Uh, uh, fantasy nut Val Halfinger, so follow him, uh, and then check out that show every Thursday. But he brought it, uh, this up too. So there actually is a multiverse in Warhammer Fantasy. Did you? Are were you aware of this, Neil? 
multiverse and Warhammer fantasy. Explain this and let me know. Let me try and figure out if I am aware of this. Okay, so they're they're actually now obviously GW has said this is the path. I mean, they they technically retconned, <laughs> like because there was there's actually three three different there, there's three divergent paths for the Warhammer the Old World. There's the end times that we we had where everything blew up, Chaos One, Archeon did it, and now we have Age of Sigmar, right? Mm-hmm. Right. There was the retcon Storm of Chaos, which was the original end times where the good guys actually won and things continued. That was the first Correct. attempt before they retconned it. So that's the that's the first divergence. Third divergence. By the way, uh, by the way, <laughs> imagine for a minute. Go on a little little imagination ride. With okay. Me. All right. Imagine for you played in this, which by the way, I was playing in that original 2006 um, Storm of Chaos. Yeah. Um, imagine if Chaos wins, and they're like, well guys, sorry you played in this, but because the bad guys won, we're not, the game's done. <laughs> oh my imagine, gosh. Imagine. I mean, at the imagine, time, like, yeah. Like, well, Chaos won, we're, we're done with fantasy. Alright, everyone go buy 40k armies now. Oh my god, if you think you'd have seen one army burnt. <laughs> <laughs> You would have seen nerds lighting stuff on fire in the streets. They wouldn't light themselves uh, on fire. They'd they been in jail. Like <laughs> <laughs> National crisis uh, out of the UK. Oh my god, that'd have been hilarious in the in, in the worst worst way. It would have been. You're right. Okay, so there's the two divergent paths: the end times that we have, Storm of Chaos, which was technically and technically it was retconned. I guess you could it say, was. but yeah, you could also look at it as this is a divergent path. This is a what if. And the third is the story from Warhammer Online Age of Reckoning. Because the leader essentially, you know, they didn't have Archeon. They had this Zinch guy who's leading it. And, like, the, the Dark Elves worked with him. The Orcs worked with them. Uh, so it was a very different structure. So there actually is three different, essentially, paths of the Warhammer fantasy setting. Now, the true path... The main timeline is the Age of Sigmar one. But the other one, the other two are kind of interesting. And, like, it, it wouldn't be a, 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 like, it wouldn't be unfun if GW did, like, a one-off supplement for both of those. And said, hey, mm. just for fun, even if it's just a narrative narrative thing, just for fun. Here, here's how this continued from this one. I don't know. Yeah. I, like, it, it wouldn't hurt anything. It's it's like hey like this is the true like because like old world too like obviously old world like we're the old world setting is on the path of the true the true story which is the end times the world gets blown up they've stated that outright but it doesn't mean the other two can't be fun and hey as if you if you're a lore writer like me and have fun explore those other options have fun with it why not it's your hobby and to me I know like I'm on a I'm a Warhammer fantasy Reddit and everybody and and people are. St- still so butthurt about the world blowing up and god bless you i know that was your game i know you don't have anything to do with aos and i know how long your neck beard is yeah <laughs> just <laughs> let it go man just let it go okay yeah, I mean, like I said, uh, yeah like suck it up buttercups um right because like, here's the other thing too you and i fully in age of sigmar love age of sigmar right. obviously the current the current edition isn't our favorite, but we still. I, I'm still. I'm, I'm thinking about going to an RTT and playing three games Sunday. I still love this yeah. game. Like, yeah, there's no I, question. I love the game too. I have like I will all like I thought like I I went on Big M's. I don't know a year year and a yeah. half ago, 
when it when when this was first announced they asked me if i was interested and i was like nah right i didn't even realize just how much i still cling and love the old world stuff and right. it took me playing eighth edition again and you showing me how that's, much i love it that's um that's the benefit that of having back. me as a friend because i <laughs> push my shit onto back. all my friends whether they like yeah. it or not <laughs> but at the same time i can still be okay with the fact that it blew up and it's it, it moved on well, yeah, to that, something at yeah. a certain point in the timeline. It's I, fine. I love Age of Sigmar and what he has given me in my life and, and as far as creativity and story. And I'm never going to stop supporting Age of Sigmar, but I can accept the ending that happened because I loved it. I thought it was a good, mm-hmm. good ending um, for the climactic level of it. And I can still go back and play this game because I do. Right. Everyone, like, it's right. like just yeah but regardless now, you, now you're gonna get a whole new game so just yeah. you know just, just take a breath everything's gonna be fine okay so so our fr- friend Val Heffelfinger uh, like I said also like I said every Thursday he's on the Honest Wargamer channel they do a, they call it the road to the old world you can watch the old episodes he deep dives into the timeline it's he's very knowledgeable about Warhammer Fantasy Battles like I said him and I bonded over talking about it on a lot of ways I hope to get a game in with him at some point. It's fun to listen to, so definitely tune into that. Um, he's also, if you listen to the latest one that came out today as a recording, so today is the 16th? Yeah, 16th. So check out the stream from the 16th. He had a nice announcement. He's running an event. I'll, I'll leave it to that. Go look it up. But Val asked why we're even doing this uh, type of questioning, because Val has already used up all the oxygen of it, which I responded to this already. And I said, I just want to breathe in the same oxygen that he breathed. So that's why we're talking about <laughs> Old World. <laughs> mm-hmm. But he's a delightful human. But that, that, that was a little bit of fun there. But on to the Instagram questions. Oh, no, it just went away. Oh, no. Okay. So from Lowkey44 on Instagram, thoughts on how much GW will support and facilitate utilizing old armies or only the new hotness? So now we're getting full speculation mode right now. Oh boy, yeah. Now, Tinfoil hat stuff. Yeah, which is fun. Because like I I, I need to preface this too because I did play testing, I do work for the company. I know absolutely nothing about this. I I have chosen to remain ignorant. I have chosen not that I was even offered <laughs> any knowledge on this, but even past that I chose that even if someone said, Hey, are you interested? I'd be like, probably no, because I like the surprise of this. I like being able to just go off like this. So I'm completely ignorant. This is no insider baseball. This is just me guessing along with everybody else, and I'm enjoying it. So get mm-hmm. get that disclaimer out of the way. But what I did do today is I brought up every Old World article and reread them real quick. <laughs> Which, 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11 articles by my count here. Uh, and they are getting quicker and quicker, which is kind of fun. Um, but one of the most interesting things, obviously they're doing the early maps, kind of like giving an idea of what this was, you know, and then as they go on to confirm the setting and show us some of the, uh, potential upgrades for like Kislev, Tomb Kings, um, Bretonia through art and such, which is fun. But, uh, and some of it's obviously art being used for, uh, Total War Warhammer 3, which, by the way, Neil, did you see the uh, announcement today that the Mighty Empires, or whatever it's called, Immortal Empires, for Total War Warhammer? If you have Total War Warhammer 
or, or actually everybody gets access to it now. Doesn't matter if you have all the games or not. It gets access to Immortal Empires. Yes, I think you need Total Warhammer right. three at least, but like you get access to all of them. It's in beta right now, but they're just like, hey, everybody gets to have fun. Nice, I love yeah. it. <clears throat> Let's see. Yep, we've got a map of Britonia. And since we started seeing like, oh, like where's this? You know, people are seeing we're seeing names. They were trying to figure out like the setting. Obviously, it's what two to three hundred years uh, before the end times. So it's before Magnus the Pious. It's the time of the three emperors, which uh, listen, listening to Val talk on his show, I think is about a three hundred year ish timeline that they're playing with. So there's even a lot of wiggle room before that, and that, that happened right after things like the Vampire Count Civil War. So there's a lot of interesting stuff, and they could shift back and forth slightly. They could blur some lines, I'm sure. Um, mm -hmm. So it's a very interesting time. And like I actually went back into a lot, like my Empire book, uh, my Dwarf books. I, I have all the 8th edition books now. Um, I went back into most of them and looked at that timeline, which I think is 1979 by the Imperial Calendar around that time. There's not much detail about this time, which is good because it gives them a lot of creativity and a lot of freedom. Absolutely, hundred percent. So I'm uh, I'm excited to uh, you know they pretty much said Cathay and um, Cathay Nippon and Kaislev. Yep. will be in there. Um, well, that's true. It'll they be interesting to see what else they do. So they haven't confirmed Cathay yet. For old world they haven't just well Nippon. yeah i'm thinking more along the lines of total war but yeah. um they're gonna be in it i mean i when they're when he's asking you know what do we think is gonna be in it i think that's exactly what you're gonna see you're gonna see a new army for kaislev i think you'll see new models for that i think you'll see new models for cathay um possibly not any not anywhere immediately but possibly nippon mm -hmm. which was an old one um those are what i think you're going to see the newer armies that they have never released i think you're going to see that because there is so many substitutes floating around for other models now i get they could they could potentially revamp a high elf line i just don't see them doing that so uh, I, I don't I don't ever see because there's there's too much 3d too many 3d prints too many of the old models still floating around um and uh, did, have they confirmed it to be forge world I think that's what everyone's thinking because that's probably okay. the people handling it it's it's and if it's forge world um and uh man I know like I love GW well, see, models and everything but Forge World, but, does, I, Forge World, Forge does World prices for a high elf army that uh, I've already got you know where I can find uh, cheap somewhere else cheapish at least you know so now uh, Forge World, Forge World army plastic for, now, though they have plastic because you look at the horse heresy that's plastic it's yeah. still Forge World so it's not out that's of the true. question if, if it's if it's more like standard GW prices that will be more realistic than something like Forge World has done in the past with the resins. And Here, stuff, let me so. let me blow your mind because this is how I feel it's going to happen. Because to me, I thought about this a lot. <laughs> this is how I think mm -hmm. it works best. So let's look at like because I'm looking at the article right now where they said square bases are in and they have confirmed in this article you can use your old armies, right? So they're not looking to. 
carte blanche redo every army. And that that would be that would be that would be hard. Like that would just be hard. Yeah. It's not going to be a big team. But yeah. They're going to focus on things like Kislev. Uh, mm -hmm. they're going to focus on maybe the, the very specifics of the empire that separates them since it's the time of three emperors. Um, mm -hmm. You're going to see, you know, like Nippon, you're going to see possibly even Tomb Kings and Bretonian getting redone because those are things that don't really exist anymore. Mm -hmm. Now, what will they do for the other, other things? So here, here's what I predict. Every couple months, They'll do, they'll put out, hey, they're going to put an article out like, hey, Old World, we're going to do a made-to-order High Elves. Right. Everything yep. of the modern, of the of the last High Elves they had, they're going to be like, hey, you have one week, put an order for it. It may take 90 days. We'll reprint it, because they still have the molds yeah. at, at GW. That, and and like, that... there's, why would they not use those? Because they're still fine. They're still good. They still work. Right. So you'll have I know I know we all hate the old High Elf Spearmen, but you know what? Um, there are alternatives. <laughs> Right. If you hate them that bad, you right. know. And so what they'll do is, right. I, I think we'll get made orders for armies every couple months, to, to in, in case someone's new and says, oh, "I really want to play high elves." Okay, well you can. You just, like here's where it is, or some sort of structure mm -hmm. like that. While they, while the new stuff that yeah. doesn't doesn't, and I said they could do that with Bretonians and Tomb Kings. Now I think those are more likely to get redone because those are have been missed for longer, and, and yeah, and stuff like that. And then obviously the maybe some empire stuff to fill in with the old empire stuff, but. To come off of that, though, I think that they'll, that's when they'll probably release the book for that army, too, right? Well, the books, the books, I'm a little curious on, um, like how, because like if you, you look, know, if you look what, at Horse Heresy, you have the you have the core rule book, which is just like the big red book, you know, like has art, story, mm -hmm. army, and then basic rules, and then there's a, a another big book based upon loyalist factions and uh, heretical factions. Now. I I I don't think we're gonna get right away high elf army book. What elf army? I think we'll get elf army book, and it's gonna be separated within that one book. But I think it's what's gonna be is you're gonna buy the bulk. Like here's the humans. It's I think it's gonna be done by race. Honestly, here's the dwarves. You know, like here and here's the you know and here's the forces of chaos. Here's the demons or something like that. So I think because math, math like financially it makes more sense to sell as many books as possible. So if you have everybody having to buy books, even if there's stuff in there that they don't use, they're going to buy it for what they do need it for, and maybe yeah, make them then, start the other armies. I, I, I we're not going to see individual army books until this takes off and starts succeeding. Honestly, that to me, like that's financially, that's never going to happen. It's it's ludicrous. Yeah, you might be right there, but it like oh, I know if right. it does though, <laughs> you you are you're cannibalizing future sales because you're going to make more money. Based on everybody having to have an initial rule book and then selling, well, so no, see, here's 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 you're not looking too far ahead. <laughs> so you have the core rule book, yes, everyone has to buy that separately. But if you have like the elf book and then the human book and then the dwarf book and then this book, and then you just come out and say, "This is what we're getting started with," and if this game takes off and becomes successful, then we'll start doing the individual army books again. Because yeah. like, don't forget, this is a small team probably doing this in comparison to a 40k and age sigmar and sure. they need to they need to sell as much stuff as possible for it to be successful sure hmm. so interesting thought that's 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 my thought and and also back to the models real quick i think too like on a whim they'll redo character models across whatever army they feel 
Because yeah, I it, can see that. It, it, hey, here's a new Teclas sculpt and Tyrion sculpt. I have every version of that, but I'm gonna yeah. buy this. <laughs> oh, you're gonna buy them? Yeah, for I'm sure. gonna buy the new. Yeah, like why not? Like, like and they, they occasionally they might mix in something fun, and like they could throw in new stuff too. Like there's, there's plenty of stuff in that setting that they could do for all armies that just be like, yeah, it's always been there. That's fine. Like here's mm -hmm. like the elite guard of white lines or something, and especially with the with the humans being the time of the three emperors and being more individualized states. You can mm -hmm. really get deep into that. So, I think it's going to be selling the new hotness, and I think the monster will be so gorgeous that we're all going to start a new army <laughs> yeah. of some sort. But thankfully, the old stuff will still work. So, if you're not able to and you still have your old army, it's just buying the rules and you're good to go. Good. Yeah, and like uh, what I do like, I said, is we're seeing more and more nudes about the old world. Um, like regular articles, like every other week. Uh, and this is the 40th anniversary for Warhammer Fantasy, so hopefully that means we'll uh, get an announcement this year. I don't know if we'll get a release this year, because I think this is supposedly going to be a, a big year for 40k, if you look at just how the flows happen. Doesn't mean they can't change it up. Doesn't mean they're not going to change it up. It's all unknown. Um, I'm very much hoping for if not an Adepticon, then uh, when War do they do Warhammer Fest? Uh, the week after. <laughs> okay. Yeah, they sell. I'm very much hoping it's 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 coming soon. I I hope there's an announcement at least, um, in a trailer, even if it's maybe says, a roadmap, hey, something like that. Yeah, even if it's hey, this is not coming out till next year, mm -hmm. or or Christmas, if, if there's at least a. At least a give me a trailer and give me a, a general date. I'd, I'd be happy. That's all I want. Because, like I said, yep. I'm going to keep playing Fantasy Battles right now, 8th edition, and having fun. Yep. Cool. Well, that answer, I, that was all the questions that uh, there were. So like I said, it wasn't a ton, but it was enough to deep dive on conversation. So mm -hmm. I'm I'm excited about Old World. I, I'm hoping that this... If, okay, Neil. We gotta be we gotta be honest to us and our audience. If we start talking about old world all the time, we need to have two shows: the old world show and then just the general strength hammer show. Okay. <laughs> you know what's what's funny is um, this is the first time in my wargaming hobby that I've been legitimately excited about. Let's see. I love playing AOS right now. Yep. Love playing 40k right now. Yep. Um, I love playing fantasy battles right now. And even like, uh, this is a little bit uh, non GW stuff, but I like Marvel crisis protocol. I, I'm, I'm having more fun with wargaming right now than I've probably across more spectrums than I probably ever had. So I could talk about any of these things whenever. There we go. Well said, as long as, uh, your family doesn't mind, we can start the, the old world podcast, the best <laughs> damn old world yeah, podcast my, ever. <laughs> my wife would strangle me, but that's, uh, <laughs> a tale for another day. <laughs> Oh, we'll just have to get her on a podcast then. She can run this one with me, and then you and I will do the old world. There you go. Yeah, that's not going to be... She'd awkward. have a better winning record just showing up day one. <laughs> there you go. All right. Um, Anything else, Neil? Sounds like a show. That'd be it for me. Yep. Awesome. Well, everybody, happy hobbying. Don't fear the old world, and stay Stormcast strong. Mm -hmm.